Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, I'd like to take this time to uh, welcome our guests and to have them uh, be aware of some things that I think is very precious time. I thank you for your time. Time is a beautiful commodity that we need to learn to uh, love and to appreciate. The other is the journey. The journey has who we were made us who we are today. And so I want to welcome you to Threads of Enlightenment. I want you to introduce us yourself to the family. Tell us how you serve mankind. Well, thank you so much also for all of these reasons. I mirror them back to you for your time and for your place in this journey in my life as well and in all of the people listening. Uh, I just wrote a book. This is one way that I wanted to serve and give something back. My name is Alessandra Veronesi and uh, now that the book has been birthed and launched and released into the field, I now focus on developing other projects, including in the meditation space, to help people find the light inside of themselves and maybe make life a little easier since it's supposed to be fun and joyful. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, or at least neutral them. and yes, informative. Tell them the name of the book and your tagline, because it, it still makes me laugh every time I, I hear it. I just love it, you know, so tell them the name of your book. So the book is called A New Banana, and then the tagline <laughs> is Unpeel Yourself and Elevate Your Relationships. And, um, you know, I just found out someone sent me uh, from a museum that I forget the, the, the percentage, but I think it's like we share 50 or 50 or 25 percent of our DNA with bananas. Like wow. we actually, there's a museum. So I sort of said it as a joke because I thought, you know, we can all relate. We all know a banana. I mean, every single yeah. country in this world has seen a banana. So, yeah. um, and it's a little bit less cliche than an onion. We actually do share DNA with bananas. So in my introduction, I talk about how we're all bananas in a funny way. <laughs> I we love are. that. I love it. Uh, we, are. we are. We are bananas. And I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm a little more banana than, than others. So um, one of our customs here at Threads of Enlightenment is to excavate our journey. And we usually start at our first visitation after mom and dad kisses and brothers from the hospital they deposited us into this beautiful place called home and uh, one of the first places by which we are placed in home is that cage that they call a crib and so we are here uh, the beginnings and their limitations already you can only go so far so talk to us introduce us to your family what was that like Sure. So, well, my parents, I really, really great people, I have to say, with their own unique storylines and sets of uh, traumas and, and everything yeah. that this life uh, we inherit when we come into this life through our ancestry. My mother's a painter. She's, a, she's an artist. Nice. And my father is, uh, he's, they're both still here thankfully. Nice. And uh, he was a business, he is, now he's retired, but he was a businessman. So I, and my mother was a model as well. So I grew up in a bit of a um, traditional household where my father was the provider. And uh, we lived internationally between the US and Italy. 
in various phases of my life. And I think my parents really love each other and very much had a beautiful marriage initially for the first 10 years based on being opposites and coming from two different countries with sets of their own cultures um, and then being polar opposites in their personalities. Uh, It was... You know, it was interesting. So I, I got to experience both of their their um, their essences. My father being very logical to an extreme, yeah. and my mother being very emotional to an extreme. So I um, I had a very good, from what I remember, a very good childhood, and life got tough for me, or a little bit more challenging, I would say, when I'd started to go into my teen years and uh, when my father lost his job and went into a depression and my mother um, didn't necessarily know how to step in to help. So then it started to sort of become difficult in the household. Um, The dynamic and the structure that was holding us in place ultimately uh, was threatened. So, um, that's, uh, that's a little bit of how I grew up and also what motivated me to choose to put my career first in my, uh, in my earliest years, right out of uh, school. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that in my house, uh, money was at one point not so abundant and, How can I ensure that this doesn't happen again in um, in my future? And also, how can I not be a burden on my own father financially? So yes. that motivated me to really dedicate myself to choosing a career uh, based on financial gain. And in fact, I prior to awakening and and discovering so many other things that life is all about. I remember making the conscious choice within myself that was basically what job is going to pay me the most? Because I'm not going to like what I'm doing. So what am I going to do? How can I get the most money? If I'm going to be doing something for eight hours that I don't really care about, let's just do the one that pays the most. Isn't that the best deal? And And what did you come up with? Software. So, so software chose me, I chose software, software chose me, it was just a very easy interview process. And I became right away manager, like in my first Mm -hmm. role, and I had a team and I was leading database quality, it was so not who I was either in the past. Yeah, yeah. um, But I had, there was something about it that gave me, but you made an agreement, though, you know, money. And since I'm doing eight hours, (laughs) what's going to make me money? And yeah, there you go. That was the agreement. That was the agreement. And uh, it's interesting, because for a couple of different roles throughout my career, it turns out I was working for like criminals in the background. So my first CEO was actually, so I've had some interesting contacts with um, leaders who have been ethically questionable. Uh, However, pragmatically, I don't judge. And I 
I can see their stories and I can see that the values are there in some place and that is their road and their process. And I just get out of the way because I want to be fiscally responsible. Yeah. Um, so, but yes, so I, uh, besides those little parentheses of, of, um, of interesting career environments, I spent a long period of time working in insurance within a large corporation, very legitimate yeah. corporation, got an MBA, um, and continued to feel my way around the touch tunnel <laughs> of who I was to become yeah. based on external validation and uh, how much freedom and independence, freedom and independence, um, I put in quotation marks, yeah. I could give myself and provide for myself. But and you of can course, see where that young girl made it, though, where she where that influence come in seeing uh, the mom and dad you're looking at the business world the business world has a certain way of thinking processing things and your mom the artist has a different mm -hmm. way of processing things and so um here's this girl in the center of that um dad lost his job and he began to spiral and you're dealing with all the dark emotional things that happen because that is having a job and a provider for a man is the center of his manhood, if you will, that we are programmed to, to um, that if we don't be a provider, we are worthless. Uh, that's the program that we receive. And then mm -hmm. when that energy is within that family, yeah, you could see why this young girl made the decision of, I'm going after the money <laughs> because mm -hmm. I don't want this to ever happen to me at all. In this seems sense, like, like the this. solution. So, <laughs> you know, let's so you just... can, you get it. And um, so here you are, you know, the natural program is what we are, you're functioning off of right now. And the natural program is when you acquire money, you are free. You can get things and uh, things equate uh, to freedom in that mindset or in that world. How free were you when you were making all this money? And uh, because you still, internally, you still have to be uh, away from all the people when you're at home. How free were you? Well, the answer is not free at all <laughs> in simple terms. Um, mm. I mean, I had freedom. I was surrounded also by val other people living this illusion alongside mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. So when you're in this illusion, it's kind of like when you have allergies and you've lived with allergies your whole life, you don't know what it feels like to have allergies. You just know life is generally uncomfortable yeah. and you bond on that with other people and you, um, you glorify the mm -hmm. suffering and you yeah. share, you know, how hard you're working and how tired you are and how, you know, the, you know, all of the above. So, um, in a way it was, it was also protective for me not to realize how unfree I was. What, what was most apparent to me was I still was never happy. So I would have, you know, and often when we're, 
when we're operating in a very human three-dimensional capacity, mm. we use the mind to process what we can. And, and my mind would say, you have all these things, but you're unhappy. And that as that is as far as my wisdom would go, but it was enough yeah. for me to remember moments where, you know, I would be coming home from work. Maybe I, I was employee of the month twice in one year and I would be crying for no reason at five o'clock in the afternoon for no reason. This didn't happen often, but it happened enough that I still remember it today because it didn't make any sense. Yeah. And so there was, I, I didn't have freedom within myself. I think freedom within and freedom on the outside. So it was both within me and, and around me. And at the same time, I also had this, um, societally validated level of comfort that came yeah. from a steady salary, guaranteed rent, yeah. um, good real estate location, these kinds of things. So I don't, I, I wouldn't have been able to understand myself talking to myself yeah. 10 years ago because I thought what I was doing, I, I accepted on the one hand, you know, I knew I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to suffer because the solution is money. So I'm going to accept that this is going to be uncomfortable. I didn't realize that. I, I just read a quote the other day. I didn't realize that what gets in the way is the way. Yeah. And what was getting in the way was my way out. It was also the way that I needed to pretty much assess before yep. I could find true freedom. One of the and things still that, I needed many years. Well, it, it, I had the same experience like you. And when you were talking about, I remember mine, it kind of uh, brought me back into that car. I had gotten this uh, job making just a ton of money. And I remember in the car crying, crying, mm. just crying. Um, realizing because I'd, I'd gone through my divorce, I was uh, by myself and um, here I am making all this money now and just falling in the car. Uh, and so much that I had to pull off on the side of uh, the parking lot. And just this deep, uh, painful cry because here I am, all this money and not happy at all. And looking and saying to myself, what am I going to do, you know? And with all this money, what am I going to do? Isn't that weird? That's the weirdest thing. When you were saying that, I actually had forgotten about that story until uh, this conversation. So um, having this conversation with you is causing me to remember a lot of my story. So, <laughs> so here you are. <laughs> you are yeah. um, in that space because I know that space. When you were there and you find, found yourself not happy, and realize that, okay, this is it. You're making that agreement that this is it. What began to happen in your world there as you, you know, are surrendering actually to the madness? When you began to do that, because that was the conversation that I started having, you know, um, and when you surrendered it, what did your life begin to happen, unravel in your life? So... And I'm sure this might have been the case for you as well. 
on the outside, I just want to say I appeared oh, yeah. very together. You know, I was, I got an MBA while I was, I was working full time. I mean, yeah. I was actually almost in a way an example to many others or, you know, I was, I, and I, and I also took on this role of responsibility of that I layered upon myself yeah. to be happy for others because yeah. how could I not be with everything that's happening around me? Yeah. And, and, and so that is an additional layer that, you know, also probably came from childhood and feeling responsible for keeping my parents' marriage harmonious. So I always also had this additional sense of responsibility to not only elude myself, but continue to elude others so that my own yeah. self-illusion could be inspiring somehow. Yeah. And, um, but the beautiful moment of surrendering happened when I was finally forced to stop. And this was like for many people during COVID times. And mm -hmm. I was alone at home. I was quarantining, uh, very, very intensely here in Italy. So it was quite a big, quite a big um, shift. And at the time I was international, international sales. So yeah. my, my job was constant travel and that was a distraction for me. And that was also what helped me for all, well, helped me, what, what prevented me again from, from seeing within was being exposed to all these different uh, countries and challenges and yeah. uh, pre doing presentations and external validation once again to, to give myself some semblance of an identity. And yeah. when it all stopped, when it all came to a stop instantly, I, I've never felt so uncomfortable in my own skin, in four walls of my own house. Luckily, I didn't have to worry about food on the table, roof over my head. I had all these things. I have never felt like as, un it was like a thousand ants were crawling out of my skin and mm. I couldn't stop it. Um, and I don't think I would have ever done anything silly Contextually, I was able—I was able to argue that mm. um, at, in those moments, I could—I could feel why one would, and and that was two weeks into it. That was two weeks of just staying at home by myself, and um, and I took a walk. I had two dogs, so I, I took a walk one day, and I. I saw someone on a hill and um, I thought it was a girl. It was a guy with really long hair. So mm -hmm. okay. and I walked over and, you know, keeping my distance, introduced myself and we had a great conversation. It was my first in-person conversation that stopped all of that. Luckily for me, I just needed to talk to one human being. Yeah. And, um, and then I was a bit freaked out. So I got home and a friend of mine coincidentally messaged me, hey, there's this uh, meditation I'm listening to every day. 
and it's really nice. It's really helping me. So I said, what do I have to lose? I have mm -hmm. all the time in the world. And so the next day I, I, I started doing this meditation for about an hour. And at first, again, it was just a sort of, what do I have to lose kind of feeling. Yeah. And at least for one hour of the day, I was relaxed. Yeah. And what started happening, though, was this love that I had inside burst out of me. I think a week later, I just, the sun was in my room and the, just, I started just feeling this overbearing, overpowering light that just was coming out of my chest. And I didn't even know any of these concepts at the time. I yeah. wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't familiar with any of the lingo, you know, yeah. light, love, That's and beautiful everything like there, this. Isn't it? And I just was lost in myself and almost giddy. I mean, just, it was incredible how you can't use words to describe it. Yeah. And, and it's just this moment of infinite understanding that you feel in every one of your cells and it's this reassurance that sweeps over that okay when you started this experiencing, is what i have <laughs> this is all i need when you started experiencing that because that is beautiful stuff right there as you're describing um and you are high if you will what did you started to do in the practical sense um because meditation to me is one of the most powerful tools that one can introduce into their life. What Absolutely. did you begin to do with your meditation? Because when I started, I started, I fell in love with it. Um, I started expanding it, trying to learn more about myself. What did you started to do? Uh, there you are trapped in your place a few weeks before your hands were scripts uh, running on, on your skin, you're about to lose it, you're contemplating things. And here you are, introduction into meditation, and you're in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. What a switch. As you're in love with yourself now and seeing the beauty that is you, what internally started to happen to you? And what did you do with that new perspective that came into you through meditation? I, I think within a matter of days, I instantly wanted to share it, this mm. concept. Yeah. Um, and the love for myself was like, it was more like, the cable wires finally connected again. It was like finding this connection to myself of a love that was always there. Yeah. That was disconnected and feeling it now, this flow, this stream of energy that was now open and accessible to me whenever I needed it yeah. also gave me so much confidence and strength. Not in the, in the way that I had received before based on a performance or based on any type of achievement. It was just the beauty of recognizing that it's, that it's all within ourselves. We are our own medicine. Yeah. And, and I'm a writer. I've always been a writer. I've always wanted to write a book. I never 
I never doubted that. However, I would start something and then pick something else up. And, and, and the book that I wrote today wasn't meant to be a book. It was just me and a blank notebook yeah. writing down every day that I meditated some difficulty that to me had never even been definable took form in a, in a topic. And then I wrote to myself as if I were coaching myself mm -hmm. through that. So any information, any n neutral wisdom that, that was now coming to me as a result of a meditation, suddenly clarifying a particular topic, such as perspective, self-acceptance, yeah. self-reliance, um, a lot of mental things at the time yeah. I was still very mental. And, and the best way that I could, you know, embody it for me was through writing. Um, writing's always been a really good way for me to, to just bring something out and be able to not have it be a part of me, but still ex ex yes. access it. And, uh, I have some background in voiceover. So, um, with, you know, my work cell phone and my personal cell phone and my computer in the closet, I just created the soundproof environment and I started recording some of my own meditations since we were mm -hmm. all at home and, you know, at the mercy of our zoom meetings, yeah. I, I thought, why don't I just get some people together and make a group and send them these 10 minute reflections mm -hmm. if it helps them too. And, and, and I believe it did. Um, and, and I just was sharing my thoughts and by the end of this initial first phase, I had written 72 meditations and these were the, this, these were the words that then became part. Most of them became the book. I could put them into a framework to put the book together. And so um, of course, this was the beginning of everything, and and the beginning is 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 all incredible. Yeah. And then there comes a point where once you have the strength and the knowledge, and you're armed with your own strength and with your own knowledge, and you're able to start unpeeling certain layers and know, you know, truly see the beauty of who, who you are, then you're then life is like okay. Yeah. Top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. <laughs> so now, now let's give you some more stuff to learn. And um, and so the journey continues. And you know, I went on a bit of a spiritual rocket ship. We could say yeah. I, I um, I really enjoyed many different ways of of learning more and more about how to how to find inner peace because when we find our inner peace we can we can at least give everybody else a good experience around us the universe surrenders we can pick up on the flow we can understand we yeah. can hear our own voice behind the thoughts and ideally we can we can choose a path that is in alignment with with our unique mission or flow yeah. And, and it's also difficult because oh, yeah. life is very human. 
Yeah. When now that you're being exposed to this and you're in your closet, you're making your tapes and videos and stuff, and you are uh, giving it to others and assisting them. How did you begin to start looking at your quote unquote job? When oh, you're cool. looking at this, you're now beginning this. And, and I know what that does to the inside in the spiritual realm. You're becoming alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have this, but there's this job. Uh, it there. was hard. What was that interaction when you started looking at it to try and um, do that dance? Because as, you, as you're saying, it is hard. And that space right there, a lot of people are there and they are in a state of panic. Mm. Talk to them about being right there because I know what that feels like. Yeah. Everything is temporary, number one. It felt like, you know, those, um, those pools in Las, those river pools in Las Vegas or in any other place where you're going with the current and you get to be yeah. on a donut and like mm-hmm. super fun. It feels like swimming against that. It feels like you have to go the other way when you're working. You're like, oh no, the yeah. water's going that way, but I gotta go. I have to go this yeah. way. And, um, you know, it's it's really difficult because at first, you know, I was like innocently discovering and tapping into this this world. And I'd be like, gosh, so many other things are more important than this PowerPoint yeah. right now. <laughs> So many other things. You guys have no idea. Like, I have to go sit in the grass. Like, there's branches and beautiful butterflies. And, um, you know, I have things to write and think, people to yeah. help. And um, so it's so hard. And and then you can pick up on, you know, harder, rougher energies and, you know, other people yeah. that maybe are unnecessarily giving others a hard time or even you and mm-hmm. um it's easier to see the structures that are around that are holding up something yeah. that is a bit pointless if you look at a certain point it might seem that way i think ultimately you do come full circle and you can embrace even a corporate environment but when you're first coming to to the knowledge of this um when you're first awakening it's not easy to to keep your job and and i you know i i did for three almost three years uh mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't leave until i had finished the book I, I worked on the book while i was working so it was not easy and i uh, i i just i started becoming but i i just did what i could to bring also that side of me into my job and yeah you know i was very optimistic i was very compassionate uh you know i I think one day i was also sometimes microdosing with um psilocybin and one day nothing was working you know the vendor Mm -hmm. hadn't delivered and something didn't happen and, and and i was i was like well he's probably having a really bad day Having a tough time, and everybody on the call was like, 
that's our solution. <laughs> yeah. Let's give him a couple days. Let's see how he's doing. Let's call him up. Yeah. And they were like, what are we supposed to do about the event? I'm like, well, we could do without it. And he's like, just, you know, I mean, it's just, there's some moments where just there was some shift. And, um, but for the most part, I think, I think not to be underestimated is the, the light work that you do when you, when you have all this light that comes through in your life Yeah. and yeah. not to feel, and not to feel bogged down. If I could go back and talk to myself back then, I was so frustrated mm-hmm. because what I felt like, okay, now I know what I really want to do. Now I know how I can really serve and I'm limited because or I, f- I feel limited because this job is getting in the way of my job. Yeah. And, but embracing also that phase where you can, you can still be in your purpose in that environment. And that's a beautiful school also. If you can't if leave you're it. Aware. If you're and aware. If you're of aware. It. Yeah. Um, because you're learning so much and, um, one rubs against the other if you you have to learn how to manage both and i remember um, walking away from my corporate world um, because of some issues that i was having with um, one of these guys and i looked at him and i said see you want this position <laughs> because at the same time I'm, I'm doing you know starting my journey or whatever my like, hair, you can have it. And I gave it to him and walked away. <laughs> Happy Friday. It was a promotion. You know, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'm out. And um, several years, I think it was a year later after um, the the whole company went bust and so forth, um, which was maybe mm-hmm. a good thing that I, that I did what I did. But I understand. And I walked away from corporate America for many years. Now you see me with all these uh, things that I have, but I used to have my designer watch and the suit and the whole kind of the Armani and the the, the dress of corporate America. And I remember mm-hmm. when I walked away from it and I took all of it off. And um, because to me, a, a watch represented a, a time. I had to be there at this time. Everything was, I was governed by this watch. And mm-hmm. so I took off the watch and I wouldn't, I didn't wear a suit for many years. And one day I was walking to a, I was in uh, Colorado and I saw this watch and I was like, ooh, I fell in love with the watch and I have the watch. And I remember when I went back into corporate America, I wore that specific watch because it reminded me of my, it kept me grounded Mm -hmm. Uh, because when I, got that it was all it was like a spiritual experience and a little watch when i went back into the madness when the madness start i would look at the watch and know a bit and it would ground me and bring me back and tell me tori you can manage both um mm-hmm. because one can become you know you have to be that type a personality and one and the other is no it's, it has no resemblance to it and so it is a tough place, as you stated. It could drive you nuts. Um, but initially, I walked away from it because I was just done. And then I was went back in, but I had learned how to manage myself. 
to be able to function there. And uh, some of you guys that are still there, um, find your balance. It is important to be able to find your balance until it's time to leave. Um, so here you are, you're in the mix, as they say, because I remember the mix. Mm-hmm. And you're working on the book and you're um, giving birth to this uh, baby, if you will. And you're writing and you're doing all the other stuff. Um, as you began to look into those pages, what did you begin to notice about you as you're looking into those pages that are coming out of you? Like I said, it, you're always faced with the new challenges. And so the first thing that came to mind when you asked me this question is actually as as someone who always worked for others, as someone who derived significance from this type of validation, I think the new challenge became believing and empowering myself that actually I, it was worthy of me to publish a book and to put something like this together. So writing all the pages was easy because that was, um, that was free of expectation. That was a free flowing, uh, just wanting to get it out and, Mm -hmm. you know, tapping into the truth. And, and it, and when I would look at those pages, I would refer back to them because I would forget what I had written and perhaps maybe I was guided to write them at some moments from a higher yeah. source. And so I, I actually felt, um, gosh, I don't, I felt that they were from me, but not that they were of me, but not from me. It was, um, You're downloading the information. Had, yeah, once they were yeah. written, they were not, yeah. they weren't me anymore. They were something yeah. else. Yeah. And, um, and that they were for others too. So that's what I felt. But the, but the journey of turning it into a book was, um, was a leap of itself as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting the motivation to, to pour myself completely into, into making the framework and getting one, two, three editors and cover designer and all of the things that, you know, a, a, a book we respect to make deserve was, uh, was a journey too. And where did it come from? The thought of the book, was it from you or did someone's made the someone recommendation? Told me. Okay. I met someone at a, um, at a retreat mm-hmm. and she is still in my life today. I have, I, I have so much gratitude towards her because she's, she's an energy worker. She's been on the path for many, many years. Yeah. And I sent her a couple of my meditations. I just said, oh yeah, by the way, I do this on the side. <laughs> and, and she said, I would like to work with you. I think you you know, you have 72 of these. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, and, and she said, uh, well, um, you could make a book easily. I can help you and work through, you know, I had so many other blocks 
Yeah. And, you know, that blocks are just, you know, things that had helped me for my own survival still, mm -hmm. um, yeah. despite now loving myself and being connected. And so we worked together for three months mm -hmm. and she helped me just deal with things as they would come up and accelerate them. So I just yeah. had an accelerated process of discomfort yeah. and many things would come up and I would call her and I would say, I feel so angry today. And she would say, great, this is great. Perfect. Call me every time you're angry. Awesome. And I was like, what? I don't know if this is working. I'm so, I'm so angry. And, you know, so it was just this process of learning. Also, she taught me how to self heal when yeah. triggers would come into my life. And this was so important for me also to, to learn these tools and strategies to get through time. And of course, I didn't just stop there. I mean, the book, I, I continue to write. So some of these things are now in the book. So I, I, I updated the content as I went through it, as I would learn more things. And so thanks to her, really, and, uh, and her believing in me and coming along the way, um, she just she just saw it so easy you know for me it, it seemed like such a big task and she just said why can't you write a book it's right here just yeah, do it yeah <laughs> and her reaction motivated me um to do it and then working together on all the things that were coming up one after the yeah. other in addition to all the other things that had come up before brought it to light so mm -hmm. But of course, That's... at the end of the day, I did it all. I can say that it was me yeah. as well. Um, really, truly believe it's just it. Sometimes it takes someone to believe in you. Yes, it's That's part of the journey. Your way. Yeah. yeah, it's a part of the journey to have someone that sees um, you, see you, and see your potential, and can escort you there and can encourage you there. Um, yeah, th those are important angels, as you said. Now, how did you, we talked about the title, I've asked you about the title. How did that come about, the title and your tagline? What was your process in putting that together? So, <laughs> for a lot, so for a long time, my first, I always wanted to call the book actually Consequences. But I realized mm -hmm. it has negative connotations. But that was my first word as a child. And um, I always enjoyed it because, you know, it's great. It's informative. And I had played around with other titles. The story of how the title of this book came around, um, it's actually not so deep. But, you know, <laughs> as Jim Morrison says, when things are serious they're really funny and when they're funny they're yeah. really serious so yeah. um i was uh i was with my friend tommy tommy is one of my, he's um one of my greatest friends in this life and yeah. really inspiring person he's actually never been able to see from birth so his eyes are um the optic nerve is burned off so he just lives his life as an independent man he has a job he just i'm inspired by just him on top of yeah. it he's my friend because he's hilarious yeah. And we were just chatting around in his house and, and, you know, he just says to me, can you help me become a new banana? And I said, Tommy, what did you just say? And he said, I want to be a new banana. And I said, 
this is ridiculous. What are you saying right now? Because this sounds yeah. amazing. And and then I said, why don't I make that the title of my book? And he said, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so it was just, it was just me and Tommy being me and Tommy in the house. And, um, and it just came up. But I had been struggling with the title. I was already publishing it. I was already editing it. And I couldn't yeah. figure out a title. So I had to, I, I was calling upon it, you know, in my life. I was yeah. like, please, universe, help me here. And um, I just felt there's so many other books that are called Awaken and Art yeah. of Relationships. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't want to get lost in the in the mix. And, yeah. and, um, and I think life is also hilarious. And why not? It is that. brilliant. I think it's brilliant. I think um, I've learned a few things in my journey that every situation that presents to me, I have called it. And once I recognize that, I I would stop and say, uh, okay, you're here. I, I've brought you here. What is it I need to learn out of this situation? But before all of that, I used to—I was just crazy. Of course, the Type A personality would kick in, and you'd be, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, I had some flowery language of expressing myself when those situations came, and I had to. But as I grew, I realized it's here to to introduce me to another aspect of me. If I am aware of that, now I have to learn how, what are the questions to ask me so that I can understand the purpose of this visitation. And once I learned that, um, when they come, it's kind of a, a, an exciting thing because you, you have a couple of seconds, if you will, depending on where you're at, to begin to become present and look and uh, decipher and so forth. And to me, it's, it's, I don't know, it's become a game. Maybe I'm, like I said, I'm a little, mm -hmm. a little uh, special um, in the sense I'm a little more bananas than and some people uh, because of how I look at life and how I interpret things when they come to me. Um, um, I like to, life is not serious like, like people think it is. It is funny. I I, mm -hmm. I tell people I only need to be serious when I need to be serious. Other than that, yeah. I don't need to be serious. And so I do silly things and um, enjoy silly things because I don't need to be serious. And so why? Because it brings a certain energy when you're in that space. And that's fine. You, we all have to uh, deal with that. But life is much more. Become free. This is what you're talking about earlier. This is freedom. When you began to... Um, excavate yourself from, uh, quote unquote, I was saying that my, my, um, uh, I was in an ashram when we were talking about, and um, uh, she had told me something uh, that jumped out of her, that dropped into me. Um, my teacher, she said, let life disturb your comfort. And I remember when she released those words, uh, hundreds of people there. But those words came straight from her and landed into me and just resided. And to this day, it still um, lives there. And so sometimes I look around and when life happens, that term comes into me and I am able to obtain my freedom from that. And uh, I always tell people, let life 
disturb your comfort. Your comfort because you have settled for a moment and it needs to push you forward and it has arrived. So let it do it. So here you are. You got your name. You are in the process of, um, uh, uh, you know, getting it uh, published and so forth. Your tagline. How did you come up with that tagline? Because that's beautiful. I love that thing. It was quick. It was quick because the I wanted to encompass. I wanted to let people know as well that through the title that book also is a lot about relationships. Mm-hmm. And so unpeel yourself. It's important. I mean, yeah. that's entirely what happened to me. That's entirely how I reached that place. So that's that was the easy part. And then elevate your relationships because over time, as a result of all this, um, my relation, the quality of my interactions with people and the exchange of energy that was going in and out of them was so much more healthy and abundant and elevated that it's a natural consequence of you know, loving yourself, as you were even saying, you know, when, if, if you pour your cup first, then you can freely pour to others. You don't have to worry yeah. about whether or not you have something because it's like everything is for everyone. Yeah. And, um, and at the same time, boundaries, peaceful boundaries become easier to set situations that in the past would have occurred because of the lack of, uh, understanding that there needed to be a boundary no longer occur at all because you just instantly are able to uh, avoid or uh, not attract uh, certain lessons any longer. And, you know, I think discomfort happens to teach us a lesson and yes, I agree. To help us expand because we're yes. constantly expanding and there's no end to that. And so I, I really welcome disturbing my comfort because that yeah, means growth that it. means expansion and and so what ends up happening is when you can when you can accept that process and mm-hmm. you no longer go after anything because you want it to please you or avoid things because you don't want them to displease you when you're in a space of acceptance and and just universal neutrality zero gravity yes and no mean the same i'm on this purpose this arrow of my truth that i'm following today i have trust i surrender i have confidence of where i'm going i'm supported i support i'm supported everything is this way then there's no pressure on your outside relationships ideally on a good day there's joy ideally it's um it's free yeah and and it's a gift that you can give to other people and they give beyond that and everybody kind of you know can ripple that effect so it it absolutely also has to do with our relationships we are in a in a world of we are a community you know it's a collective consciousness and um so yeah, I tell people there is the independent, independent, meaning that we have to independently learn who we are. But then once we have done that, the greater thing is the interdependent. And so when we see that we are interdependent, 
just as much as independent. And so one must experience both. When you experience your independent, then you begin to look at you and begin to see the beauty that is you uh, beyond the pain, beyond the less than mentality, the programming that you have received all your life. And you begin to look as and see the, the joy, the happiness that resides within you and who you are. Then when you look at others, there's this beauty when you begin to interlock in conversation, in exchange, that you can only experience that once you get to know who you are first. And that is the beautiful thing about this, this life that we are all here. We are all here to experience self, but also to experience each other and to be able to drink of that peacefulness that exists when one learn about themselves. And if you look at people that are brutish, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, they have no knowledge of who they are and how precious mm -hmm. they are. And because of that lack of understanding, they can be that brutish person because they respect nothing, not even themselves. Because when uh, you respect things, um, an ant uh, means something, a fly, a, everything that you couldn't stand before, you realize that they're part of all of it. And so you, um, you need to get to know you. And those that are listening to us, this, I always invite you to come to know you. It is the most precious thing you'll ever do on this planet. And once you get there, uh, you will understand many things. And I've been chatting with someone for a while. The conversation is much more than you guys knew. Thanks. And <laughs> I know the beauty of it's such a beautiful conversation and her work, the, what she has done and, and given birth to houses, wisdom, houses, as she said, freedom because she experienced it she's able to put it into words to guide you to help you to get to freedom you heard her journey about the money and the freedom that money can get that's not freedom the freedom she's talking about is without the money in the sense of just you know the money 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 it is beyond that it's a um, internal compass that once you uh, see that the freedom that to be is priceless trust me guys i want you guys to get her book and buy all of it buy it for friends give it as as um uh, uh gifts out to people we are all in this together um help a friend out purchase the book and make sure that they are able to join the journey if you will and get a chance to see who they are and you guys can explore together as good friends thank you so much for coming to threads of enlightenment thank you so much for having me this has been a beautiful conversation it has <laughs>